remember one time as a kid when I got my mouth washed out with soap. I must have said a bad word, but uh, it didn't fly. And to this day, the taste of soap is, is pretty, pretty horrendous. And for some of you listening, that's what coriander tastes like to you. Or better known as cilantro. In this episode, I'm just going to shoot the breeze, talk about my favorite herb in the entire world, how you can use it, and some tips and tricks to help preserve it. Buckle up, because we're going on a cilantro ride. Alright, food splinter podcast, gonna talk real fast, spitting food facts while we be no and relax. How to use that salt, what it means to brew with malt, if you need a new food pack, yeah, one that leaves an impact. one leafy green that you go to the store to buy last minute, you're in a hurry and you don't pay close enough attention to the price tag, and you end up bringing parsley home? Come on ladies and lads, let's educate you on how you know you're picking out cilantro so you don't make your partner or roommate at home mad that you brought home parsley for taco night. That actually happened to me once. I was making tacos one night and was super stoked, I made everything from scratch, From the pickled shallots to pickled serranos, charred bell pepper crema, carnitas, and blue corn tortillas. And I opened up the fridge to get the cilantro, and it was frozen. The fridge was too cold, and it just froze up, and it was nasty and wet and squishy. So thankfully, my roommate at the time like ran to the store and picked up a new bunch for me, brought it back home, everything was hot, ready to be eaten, And come to find, he brought home parsley. (laughs) And, you know, God bless his heart for putting in the effort, but man, was that disappointing. You you just want that little punch of that cilantro aromatics. And when you expect that and you don't get that, it's just like so disappointing. Like to me, cilantro is what makes a taco a taco. It's Taco Tuesday! Bet you didn't know I was a singer. (laughs) Not. Did you know cilantro and coriander are from the same plant? Coriandrum sativum? Yeah, we getting scientific up in here. You may have noticed that when people in the U.S. say cilantro, they're referring to the flat leafy greens. But in the U.K. and other European countries, they refer to coriander as the entire plant, the seed, and the pungent green leaves. India and other countries in Asia also have different names to distinguish the plant from the seed. Don't ask me why it has to be so complicated, but I think we can safely deem it as a universally confusing plant. However a plant that I love. 
You just stole my heart from the moment I met you. I, I mean, tasted you. And, and I love you. And I, I want to live happily ever after. Goodbye. Alright, alright, let's get serious now. There are many varieties of cilantro, just like many other vegetables and herbs and all sorts of, of food products. But instead of trying to bore you with descriptions of the plants you may very likely never come across, one of the points of this podcast is to help you become more comfortable when buying this herb at the grocery store or when cooking with it. So we'll just talk about the one you're most probably familiar with. And that would be leaf cilantro. Yeah, that's literally what it's called, leaf cilantro, which is easily mistaken for flat leaf parsley. So my first suggestion when you are at the grocery store and you're in a rush or maybe you just are thinking about your loved one or someone you have a crush on and you're a little distracted, my, uh, my first suggestion is to probably just look at the price tag. Alright, just kidding. That's a little boring and the whole point is to actually learn how you can tell without the price tag. But let's just say the producer worker on cilantro job that morning had a long night with the crew with too many mango margaritas and she's having a rough morning on her break and she's chugging some coconut water to sober up but still can't get rid of the fog. She mixes up the cilantro with the parsley. So here's what you do. First, you observe the leaves. So parsley is going to have pointy serrations and typically darker green leaves and cilantro has more rounded leaves and a lot more rifts around the edges. To me, parsley looks a little more clean cut, probably wears a, a tux on the first date, and cilantro looks like they maybe forgot to brush their hair after rolling out of bed. So I don't know, if maybe you think of that the next time you pick some out at the store and it works, please let me know. I would love to hear it so I can feel complete in life. But if all else fails at the store, shake a bunch of cilantro to get the aroma. The aroma is hard to mistake. I'm curious in my audience who this applies to, but somewhere between 4 to 14% of the population tastes and smells a soapy chemical version of cilantro. I honestly feel bad for these people because cilantro is my favorite herb. And... I just think you're missing out. I know it's not your fault. It's it's genetic. But, uh, you know, it's just so good. So those that think it's soapy, you have a little quirk in your olfactory receptor genes that makes you perceive it as soapy. So there you have it. Alright, so coriander, you know, the actual tannish brown seed that comes from the cilantro plant itself. Yes, that one. That has a very, very lemony floral aroma. Now, if you toast that in a pan with a little bit of heat, dry, it's gonna be extremely aromatic. It's gonna have a little bit of zesty floral scent and it's just overall going to be very satisfying to your nostrils. So the actual spice coriander of the cilantro plant itself is very, very much different from the plant itself. Now, if you've already decided to stop listening because my British accent is horrendous, it's alright. Actually, it has a little bit of Australian twang in there. So, moving on.
All right, let's talk about what you can make with these things. So what's really cool about cilantro is that it's extremely aromatic, as I've mentioned, and it can go with a lot more than you think. People just associate cilantro with tacos and Mexican cuisine, but it's very much an herb used in Middle Eastern and European and Mediterranean cuisine. It's very light. It offers a nice complementary aroma to something simple. You can put it in a nice salad, make a tabbouleh. It's typically made with parsley, but I like to add a little bit of cilantro in my tabbouleh. Probably my favorite way to make rice, super simple, but I like cilantro lime rice. It's just my jam. No, I don't like to add jam in there, but I just like the acidic punch of lime, and I like how that's balanced with the, the salt and then that zesty punch of cilantro. It's my, it's my favorite thing, for real. I also love making curry. And coconut curry, really spicy. I like to use green curry paste, red curry paste, yellow curry powder. It's my favorite thing to eat on a warm day and on a cold day. I really don't have to be in the mood. I could eat it all the time. But cilantro, to me, is what really pulls together curry. And I've had a lot of amazing curry and a lot of it didn't have cilantro, but that's just my favorite way to eat it. Cilantro is a great finishing herb, in my opinion. I prefer it raw than cooked, because when you cook it, it gets rid of a lot of that zing and that punch, and that the whole reason I, I love it for what it is, is, is because it's raw. So it's a great herb to finish, as you know, tacos, it's a great herb to finish your braises over some nice rice, curries, a lot of stew for dishes, really light and refreshing things like hummus and falafel and sandwiches and all sort of things that cilantro can be used for. Don't be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone. Cilantro wants you to do that. Cilantro wants you to use it more universally. And you'll be surprised how good it tastes with a lot more things than you think. Quick fun game. How many words can you rhyme with taco? I'll go first. Taco. Flaco. Saco. Macho? Alright, I clearly lost. I know no words that rhyme with taco. Let me know how many you can rhyme with taco without using the very Google at our fingertips. Hey Siri, what words rhyme with taco? Words that rhyme with taco include guanaco mako and maco. What a and a what a? Point proven. Even Siri cannot think of any legitimate words. All right, back to business. Lastly, I just wanna say that if you buy a whole bunch of cilantro, Please use the stems. I know this is a common misconception. People think, ew, like, just use the leaves and cut the stems off and toss them in the bin. Put them in the compost. But please don't do this. Like, this is, food waste is huge. And I want to be an advocate for food waste. And a lot of my experience in restaurants has been in fine dining. And it's extremely sad to know how much food is just so effortlessly thrown away and I want to advocate that most of a vegetable can be edible and a lot of the things we think cannot be eaten can be. Believe it or not, you can cook down banana peels and it'll become tender. Cauliflower leaves. 
are edible. Parsley and cilantro leaves and stems are edible. So the thing I like about the stems, they're a little bit more bitter and way more zingy. Like they have way more of a cilantro punch in them. So to me, it's it's almost the better part of the whole bushel. So don't toss them. Try it for yourself. Let me know what you think. But I guess where I was going with this was you can preserve your cilantro. Let's say you're growing your own bit of cilantro in your backyard. And this actually happened in my last apartment. We, we were growing all sorts of herbs. And wow, we did not think it was going to take off the way it did. But we had like a whole forest of cilantro and parsley and rosemary and chervil and, and all different types of thyme. And oh my goodness gracious, it was lovely, but we definitely had way more than we could use. So a really lovely way to preserve your fresh herbs is to clip them off and dry them. And then you want to make sure you seal them in an airtight container. Whether you have a at-home cryovac machine or a nicely snug fit lid on a deli container. That's my recommendation. And it's great. It doesn't, you know, a lot of people say that it completely defeats the flavor. And it's like, oh, it's ruined. Dried herbs and spices nasty. To be fair, I prefer dried a lot of the time. Not necessarily with herbs, but think of mushrooms. Lord have mercy. Dried mushrooms are way better than fresh mushrooms. I mean, of course it matters what your purpose for the mushrooms are in the first place. I mean, one of my favorite snacks ever is just to saute some fresh mushrooms with some butter and salt and then just get some nice caramelization on there. And oh my gosh, I don't know if there's anything more satisfying. I don't care if you give me a a fresh steak, a burger, anything, mushrooms. Oh my gosh, that does it for me, baby. But if you are going to be making something like a dashi or a nice flavorful broth or anything that requires mushrooms to be cooked in a flavorful liquid, I would never use fresh. Because once you're drying those mushrooms and then you rehydrate them, you have this beautiful, incredibly tasteful, concentrated mushroom broth. Mushroom broth! And right then and there, you already have elevated your dish that you're cooking. So think of the same concept with dried herbs. It, it might be dried and it might have lost a little nutritional value. But once you rehydrate those, those aromatics are going to come back punching stronger than ever. So there you have it, everyone. I hope you learned a little bit more about cilantro and how to decipher it from parsley and other leafy greens at the grocery store. And that you experiment with it more. Because just like everybody, we're all seeking a little bit more love in life. And cilantro is just waiting for you to hug it and love it and use it and appreciate it for what it was really meant to be. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Please, please, please stop what you're doing right now and go give Food Splainer a five-star review. It would mean the absolute world to us. I also just started a patron account. It is a way for my listeners and followers to support my endeavors with Food Splainer. And, you know, it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort to make content and to 
edit and all sorts of things, make graphics, keep up with videos. It takes a lot of time and effort. And if you could throw me anywhere from one to five dollars a month, that would just open a world of possibilities for me. I would be able to hire some help and get more content out for you. And who knows, some other surprises are in the works. As always, you can go to foodsplainer.com. You can hit me up directly. I want to hear from you and read some blogs I've got going on. As always, peace and love, and thanks for following along. Bye!